hello, hello, hello. That was Liam's dad, Vaughn. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Um, I'm Jackie Lewis. If you're visiting with us for the first time today, uh, we're so glad to have you. And if you're back because you've been away, welcome home. We're glad to have you back. So glad to have you back. Um, who is here for the very first time? Would you, would you keep your hand raised so we can greet you? Um, where are you from? From France, bienvenue. Where are you from? Who had their hand up over here? Where are you from? West Virginia. Where are you from? Brooklyn. Brooklyn in the house. Where are you from? Chico, California. Welcome. Jersey City. Where? Harlem. Harlem in the house. Who, who else are we missing? Yes, hi. Well, New York City. Where are you from? Where are you from? Chesterfield, Virginia. Well, welcome. Welcome to all of you. Oh, where are you from? Cuba. Welcome. And where are you from? We're just originally from Cuba. We lived just a few blocks away. I'm so glad you're here. And do I see Leon? Where are you? Is Leon Amelia Michael? Hi. Where are you from? <laughs> welcome home, guys. It's so good to see you. Let's wave to everybody who's online. Hello, hello, hello. So we are on Father's Day, greeting all the dads, greeting all the people who father people along, and just saying, have a beautiful day. So happy Father's Day to all of you. So let me tell you a couple things. It's June, so which means it's Christmas because it's Pride Month. Amen, right? <laughs> so today, uh, we have made some signs and some dyed some t-shirts and we're looking for people who want to volunteer next Sunday to do some pride work. So you can see uh, Rebecca at the pulpit. She's not here now, but she will magically be right here uh, after worship to get you to sign up to do stuff. Uh, the directions for where we'll be next Sunday are in the bulletin. They are accurate, Rob tells me. So we're excited to have you join us. You know this year we have V-neck t-shirts and I'm really... Some of us are very feeling transformed by God that we have some V-neck t-shirts, amen? <laughs> my friend Erica tells me all the time, you need a V-neck girl. So I'm gonna wear my V-neck t-shirt. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, we're looking forward to that. Um, we have our children singing today. We're so excited about that. We're looking forward to that children's chorus. And I think I wanna just now pause and say that Freeman Palmer is preaching today. Um, Freeman used to be on our staff as our justice minister with a gorgeous tenor voice. He directed the Jerice Johnson Gospel Choir for a while, and now he is the associate conference minister for the United Church of Christ uh, for congregational development. Freeman, we're so glad you're home. Welcome back. Now, I don't know about you, but I am a brokenhearted person today. Uh, my heart is not fixed as I look around our world and think about the hot mess happening in our government. No matter what our party affiliation is, we cannot be proud right now 
of the things that are happening in the, uh, under this administration, um, especially uh, the whole, uh, uh, the, I'm calling it cake gate, um, the decision that came down about the, about the cake, uh, the Muslim ban, we're not expecting great news, so stay ready uh, to watch for how we're gonna respond to that. But what's happening with our children and families at the border is just unconscionable, right? It's just horrifying. And I've been tweeting about this. I tweeted out the president, honey, and, and tried to teach Session some scripture lessons. Um, but beginning today, 40 days of hashtag what the Bible says. So if you'll follow that and echo that, I'd be so grateful if you'll echo, because I'm sure your friends and family are saying, what do we believe? There's lots of theologies out there. But let's talk about Jesus. Let's talk about the biblical story of a likely brown Jewish boy from ancient Palestine, child of a handyman, born to an unwed mother, who grows up to find out, his family finds out that there's gonna be a genocide and they take him to Egypt to hide, to be safe, to have asylum. Egypt opens its arms to this little boy, nobody ripping anybody from anybody's arms, nobody saying no at the border. If we follow the way of the Christ, then we have to follow the radical way of love. We have to imagine that's Jesus' broken brown body in cages on the border, and we're not having it. So stay tuned, amen? amen? So stay tuned for the actions that are happening around the country. Stay tuned for the particular ways that Middle Church is going to be um, working uh, in partnership with people on the border. Look at the website, stay in touch, and even today, we'll have things for you to socialize and action we can take and ways for us to write our legislators. Somebody say amen. Somebody say we're in. We are not having it. Let's have a moment of silence for all those folks in cages right now. Allow the children to come to me. Do not hinder them because these are the ones that belong to the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. We will continue to worship. We will not continue to worship. We have graduates. It's just so good to have a team. Amen. Because I'm a little worked up. I'm not focused. So, yeah. So, graduates. Did you graduate from kindergarten or high school, school. or preschool? Elementary or school. Seminary. Stand, 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 now. stand. All of you who graduated. Yay! Woo! I got him. Oh. Marta's going to up, run up in the balcony and give Ethan his card. We're so proud of y'all. Now we can sing? Okay, excellent. Thanks.
invite you to remain standing as we join in a prayer of thanksgiving. Let's join our hearts. Gracious God, we thank you and give you adoring praise for the radiance of your love as it surrounds us, not simply because this is a beautiful spring morning, but because your mercies endureth forever and indeed are new every morning. We're thankful that we can keep coming to you for sustenance, even if sometimes we stumble, even if under the weight of the difficulties and even tragedy of life as it surrounds us, we know that you are our sustenance. We thank you for each other. Help us to remember how important it is to embrace one another, to encourage one another, when it seems that there's so much in this world that is uncharitable, help our love and charity toward one another be enduring and sustaining. God, keep speaking to us. When the headlines grow dim and when governments act in ways that are inhumane, keep speaking to us. Encourage us to be sustained in doing what is right and what is just, no matter the odds. And remind us that when it's all said and done, because of your mercy, because of your love, there will yet be an overcoming, a victory, because of your presence in our lives and in the world. We thank you now, and we call upon you to bless us as we come to you as father, as mother, as the one who is kindred to our hearts. In your many names we pray. Amen.
for all ages, uh, we have a little announcement to make for our awesome chorus director and assistant chorus director and piano player, so here we go. Um, this is a little unrehearsed, so they asked us to, uh, uh, we, we just wanted to, um, uh, like Kaylin said, uh, just have a quick moment from everyone of acknowledgement and thanks. Thank you, John. Is this on? <laughs> uh, we just appreciate everything you do, and we always have, and uh, you just get better and better with age and time. <laughs> As does everyone. 
Tina and Dion, you're not escaping either. Uh, you guys are there um, every week with the kids as well. And um, it's been another just magical season um, for all of us. And we really watched seeing how the, how the youth are growing um, in this church and in this community. You'll have your turn in a couple years, kid. Um, so uh, thank you to you as well. You guys do great work. Thank you. Thank you. It is time for the message for all ages. If I have more young or young at heart friends, please join us up on the blanket. We really do love you, John and Dion and Miss Tina. You guys rock as does VCCY. All right, young friends, you all are on the blanket. And thank you for the love. We are celebrating what today? Father's Day. And we celebrate all different kinds of families. Thank you for sitting up. We celebrate all different kinds of dads. Some families might have two dads. Some families might have two moms. Some families might have one dad or one mom or a really special uncle or grandpa or brother. And on Father's Day, I want you to think right now in your head of someone who fathers you. Think in your head, think in your mind of that special person, it could be more than one. It could be persons. Who is a dad in your community? It might be a teacher or a neighbor even. Think of them because right after this, after we say our prayer to thank God for these dads and people who father, we're gonna make a card for them. Yeah, you're saying daddy right now. You're thinking of your daddy right now, Skylar. So we are going to make a card or cards. I need your eyes right here with me, friends. <laughs> friends in the front, eyes on Miss Marta. We're so excited about our dads. And today, as we celebrate all different families and all different dads, we also are remembering that we have a lot of kids that we want to hold in our hearts and in our hearts and in our minds because they might be missing their dads today. They might be missing their moms. You heard Pastor Jackie say at the beginning that we are remembering all of our neighbors who have come from other countries and they are at the border right now and they're in a situation that is not fair, that is not right. And we want to think of those kids right now. And I have a message. I have a message I need your help with. A message. The message is families belong together. We do not want families separated at all. We stand against that. Some of our dads live in different places. And some of us go to more than one house. But this situation right now that we're getting some thumbs down to, is kids not with any parents, and that is not okay. So we say families belong together. We need to send this message into our congregation. I want your mommy and your sister to hear this message. Koemi, I need you to say it really loud. We want our neighborhood to hear it. We want the elected officials in government to hear this message that families belong together. So we're gonna say it starting quiet and getting louder each time, five times. Are you with me? Yes. Here we go. 
Families belong together. 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 Hands. Hands right now. Amen. Amen. My young friends, we're going to say a prayer for our friends at the border. We're going to say a prayer for all the dads we, and dad figures that we put in our mind and in our heart when we were talking. You can repeat after me. Dear God, we thank you for all the fathers in our community. We celebrate them today. And we think of all the kids who are missing their daddies or mommies. We pray for them. And we proclaim, families belong together. Amen. You get to follow me right now with our teachers to make a card for that special father or fathers. We're gonna make it in the social hall as we sing Sia Humba. Good morning, Middle Church. How many of y'all grew up in a church where he told his kids, try everything? (laughs) Said, no, try nothing. It's all, nothing's safe. But thank God we we tried most of it. Uh, First, I want to say thank you to Middle Church in particular for all the support this past week uh, from Hershey and I. For those who don't know, we uh, spent a little time in jail in D.C. And we... Uh, and for those uh, 27 hours, we felt all of your prayers inside, and then once out, uh, all the emails and calls and uh, Jackie's voicemails had a crescendo with she, each one that she left over the hours. Uh, I'm ready to, yeah. Uh, so thank you. Uh, we felt so much love uh, and support. Christina told me to remember to say why we were in jail, because there's lots of reasons to. <laughs> Uh, uh, it, it was for protesting uh, at the Supreme Court. And so uh, it's been uh, weekly actions with the Poor People's Campaign. Uh, last week was focused on the Supreme Court. And we uh, are going back on tomorrow, but uh, the big rally is on uh, Saturday, June 23rd. And there's a bus. Uh, we have information for it that we just need to get on. Uh, you'll hear, you'll hear the, the song later. Uh, don't need no baggage, just get on board. Uh, it's really true. Uh, with housing work. So please look out for that. Please join us, a bus down and bus back on Saturday uh, for the Global Day of Solidarity, where people from these 39 states are all coming uh, to DC. Um, there's 
It's going to be a beautiful day. Uh, so this time, if you would please find a posture of prayer uh, that's comfortable to you as we enter a moment of silent meditation and prayer. Oh, Holy Creator God, we are thankful to be in your presence this morning, in your presence because we're in the presence of your people. We look left and right and we see you. God, our hearts and minds go to all those in cages today. A country that is addicted to punishment, punitive behavior. Our hearts are with the over two million people incarcerated right now in chains, in cages, in places that are not fit for human habitation over four million people on parole or probation. We know that the absence of chains, the absence of physical cages is not an indication of the presence of freedom. For if anyone is in bondage, we are all in bondage. If anyone is in a cage, we are in a cage. We will never be free until all are free. We ask forgiveness for being a part of a system that treats people like things. A thingification of your beautiful creation. God, we give you thanks for all those who are standing up. We give you thanks for fathers or those who father, those who have taught us a different way of fathering from our culture, those who in the way of Jesus are tender, loving, vulnerable, humble, and caring. And God, we also ask your presence for those for whom this day is not a pleasant day because of broken relationships, lack of relationships, lost ones, sick, or missing. We give you thanks, O oh God, for being a father to the fatherless, a mother to the motherless, a friend to the friendless, a brother, a sister to the lonely. We thank you, O oh God, that even in the depths of jail, in the depths of cages on the border, where children are being taken from their families and they've been taken for a long time, that you can show up in the unlikeliest of places. We thank you, O oh God, that even though they may use scripture to justify this inhumane actions, that much of scripture was written from a jail, written from incarceration, and that every word was written in the Bible by a person from an oppressed people. 
And so we thank you for the resources that you do give us, the resources of power and strength and love that have moved through us, places like Mill Church where we can be who we want to be. We thank you that on this Juneteenth that you are a God of liberation, a God of freedom. And if we ever see your name being used for something else than freedom, liberation, and love, that we may have the strength to stand up and say, not here, not now. Pray that we may leave this place different than when we came. We give you thanks. We give you all power and glory. Pray in your mighty, loving, and tender names. Amen. If you would please rise as you are able and hold hands as you are willing as we, as we uh, say the Lord's Prayer in whatever version or language you wish. Ever-loving and holy God, hallowed be your name. Your reign come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And it is not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Remember us the reign, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now please pass the peace of God to your neighbors and friends.
Good morning, Middle Church. Just checking the sound, mic check. <laughs> this is the day that the Lord has made. It's good to be here. It's good to be back home. Amen? When I last was here, you were part of the Reformed Church of America. You still are. But you are also part, because you voted to do so last year, you're part of the United Church of Christ. And in the United Church of Christ, we say no matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. And it was last week at our New York Conference annual meeting that we officially recognized Middle Church as one of over 1,500 congregations that are open and affirming congregations in the United Church of Christ. What that means is that you have made a public declaration to welcome LGBTQIA communities in all facets of the life of the church. Amen. So it's a good thing that we officially recognize what you've been doing for a lot of years. And I'm so glad that you're joining our witness and our vision of a just world for all. Today's scripture comes from the First Testament, from the first book of Samuel, chapter 15, verses 34, continuing into chapter 16, verse 13. Samuel immediately left for Ramah, and Saul went home to Gibeah. Samuel had nothing to do with Saul from then on, though he grieved long and deeply over him. But, Saul, but God had was sorry that God had ever made Saul king in the first place. This story happens just after Saul is rejected as king of Israel. In fact, Israel's first king. So the, the scripture goes on to say this. God addressed Samuel. So, Samuel, how long are you going to mope over Saul? You know I've rejected him as king over Israel. Fill your flask with anointing oil and get going. I'm going to send you to Bethlehem, to the house of Jesse, where you will find a king among his sons. I can't do that, said Samuel. Saul will hear about it and kill me. God said, take a cow with you and announce I've come to lead you in the worship of God. And with this cow as a sacrifice, make sure that Jesse gets invited and I'll let you know what to do next. And I'll point out the one you are to anoint. So Samuel did what God had told him. And when he arrived at Bethlehem, the town fathers and mothers greeted him, but apprehensively asking, is there something wrong? Nothing's wrong. I've just come to sacrifice this cow. and lead you in the worship of God. 
prepare yourselves and be consecrated and join me in worship. He made sure that Jesse and his sons were also consecrated and called to worship. When they arrived, Samuel took one look at Eliab and thought, here he is, God's anointed. But God told Samuel, looks aren't everything. Don't be impressed with his looks or his stature. Men and women look at the face. God looks at the heart. Jesse then called Abinadab and presented him to Samuel. Samuel said, this man isn't God's choice either. Next, Jesse presented Shammah. Samuel said, no, this man isn't either. Then he asked Jesse, are all your sons here? Jesse said, well, yes, there's the runt. That's true in this translation. That's what he's called. Keeping the sheep. Samuel ordered Jesse, go get him. We're not moving from this spot until he's here. So Jesse sent for him, and when he was brought in, he was a very picture of health, bright-eyed and good-looking. God said, up on your feet. Anoint him, for this is the one. And so Samuel took his flask of oil and anointed him, and with his brothers standing and watching, and the Spirit of God, the text ends by saying, entered David like a rush of wind, God vitally empowering him for the rest of his life. My friends, this is the Word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. God, thank you for your word. In these moments, may your word bring us life so that in these times we might live. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Oh God, we pray this in your many names, all holy. And the people of God said, amen. So here's a quick plot synopsis of the story of Cinderella. Young girl, father dies, evil stepmother and stepsisters, fairy godmother, pumpkin carriage, ball, prince charming, glass slipper, slipper in this case fits, Cinderella is Princess Cinderella, Happily ever after, the end. I consider this text from 1 Samuel to be the biblical equivalent of Cinderella. Here's another quick plot synopsis. God tells Samuel to find Israel's new king among Jesse's sons. Samuel goes, son one passes, son two passes, all seven sons pass by. And then God tells Samuel, God hasn't chose any of these. And, and then God tells Samuel to ask this question. Well, Jesse, are all your sons here? And Jesse's like, um, well, <laughs> duh. 
there's the runt. But he's tending the sheep. And yet when this runt is brought before Samuel, God says, up on your feet. Rise and anoint him because this is the one. So I want to draw, I draw from this text these parallels. David is Cinderfella. <laughs> Incidentally, a 1960 movie <laughs> starring the late Jerry Lewis, who passed last year, where all the roles were reversed. Samuel's no Prince Charming, but I want to submit to you that he's kind of like a fairy godfather. Yeah, because he's the one that, that God uses to select David from Jesse's sons. And I chose this text for today out of several options because today is Father's Day. And Jesse is a dad. But he's hardly the perfect dad because somehow he doesn't see his youngest son with any possibility of being a king. Calls him a runt. You know, David's exclusion points to the reality that is part of parenthood, even on Father's Day. Some of us were blessed to have fathers that inspired us to send the card and buy the gift and all those good things, but many of us didn't have that experience of parenthood. And it's a really painful thing that can last for years when either a parent doesn't, is blind to, or worse yet, doesn't even believe in the possibility that resides in their child. And yet, Jesse's lack of consideration points, I want to say to you today, to a greater transgression. When Samuel invites Jesse and his sons to appear before Samuel, the text says that Samuel takes one look at Eliab. And Eliab apparently looks like a king, don't he? Because immediately when he says, he looks at Eliab, he says, there he is! God's anointed. You see, Samuel was about to make the mistake that people have made since the writing of this text. And the error is this, based on appearances, looks, the exterior. People make a summary judgment and determination of who is greater than or who is less than, who is important and who is unimportant, who has something worthwhile to contribute to the world and who does not? And in today's text, it is who, even in the eyes of their father, is predisposed to being a runt 
And who has the potential with them to be a ruler? And this predisposition of judgment causes immeasurable harm to uncold numbers of people. Anybody been in that situation before? Say amen. amen. God reminded me of this last month. I was preaching at one of our congregations in eastern Long Island. And I was in a hotel room and came out of, to the elevator and a young man greeted me and he said, I need to talk to you because something just happened to me. And what, and what he told me was, on his way to the hotel, he had been stopped by an, a police officer. And, and when he asked the police officer why he had been stopped, the police officer said, well, you don't look like you should be driving this car. The car, by the way, is an infinity. It's a really nice car. Just look it up. <laughs> Mark Unthank knows that I'm a car nut. And I love nice cars. And he said, you don't look like you should be driving this car. You look like a Mexican. So he asked, well, what are you doing driving around here? You know what the man said? He was a doctor. <laughs> a critical care pulmonologist. Born in Jamaica, Queens, did his residency at SUNY Medical School in Stony Brook, had done his work at the North Shore University Hospital in Manhasset, and Dr. Mohammed was here on Long Island to visit family and friends. But because Dr. Mohammed was wearing a black Puma t-shirt and a hat backwards and black shorts, and because his name was Muhammad, and he didn't look like he was needed to drive in this neighborhood, the officer then had the audacity to call the hospital in Florida, where he practiced, to verify his profession and his identity. Only after letting, when he let Dr. Muhammad go, you know what he said? Well, you seem legitimate. I have to say that Dr. Muhammad's painful experience with that police officer reminds me of the frequency with which human beings have all still pronounce unfair judgment on other human beings, solely on the base of external appearance. Amen? Amen. I need y'all to talk to me. I'll go to sleep if you don't. <laughs> and I will. Fall dead away. <laughs> Given the situation or context, anybody can be evaluated unfairly against human criteria that we can never meet. 
can be based on race, it can be based on skin color, it can be based on where we were born, it can be based on sexual expression or gender identity, it can be based on what we wear, it can be based on our waist size, it can be based on any kind of criteria that anybody wants. And today, the worst part of it is, in 2018, this kind of behavior is being condoned. It seems okay <laughs> that, that parents are being separated from their children at a rate of 46 families per day on Father's Day. Today, it seems okay for a bakery in Colorado to deny David Mullen and Charlie Craig a cake in the name of quote-unquote religious freedom? Today, it seems okay for women to still be paid 77% less in salary than their male counterparts for equal work. Seems okay that somehow 5,000 people in Puerto Rico get forgotten and miscounted? Months after Hurricane Maria? <laughs> what kind of world are we living in when people don't count? It seems okay that a, a, a fraternity at Syracuse University, you can see it on the video, they make a solemn pledge to say, I will always hold hatred in my heart for the N-word with an S. And you know what's even worse than even that? Many of our churches are silent about the whole thing. It's tacit agreement. <laughs> At least one church, like yours, has on their sign the following. It says, bigotry wrapped in prayer is still bigotry. <laughs> My friends, this, this kind of being, this kind of way of behavior isn't, it, it's just, it, it's, it's not only sinful. This is sin. I'm going to name it. <laughs> It's sinful. <laughs> it causes us to fall far short of the glory of God. Amen? Amen. <laughs> and not only is it sinful, it's spiritually criminal. It robs people of their dignity. It robs people of their self-respect. It robs people of their self-esteem. And yet, and, and yet counter to this moral failure, this, this moral de depravity that we're seeing, depravity that we're seeing, are the words in our text today. When, when, when Samuel sees Eliab, he says, yeah, this looks like God's anointing, but God intervenes. And what does God say? Looks aren't everything. 
Men and women judge by the outside, but God looks at the heart. Amen? Amen. You know, I don't think that's just good news. I think that's great news. I think that's fantastic news. To our friend from France, that news is formidable. <laughs> On this Juneteenth, when we celebrate the end of slavery in Texas and the, the end of slavery, at least part of our racial issues, but at least on, on, as we celebrate Juneteenth, that news is liberating, isn't it? And on this Pride Month, let me just say that news is downright fabulous. Excuse me. Why is that fabulous? Because we don't have to live in the emotional, we don't have to live in the spiritual, we don't even have to live in the physical confinement that is given by, to us often in the court of human opinion. Amen? Amen? God made us good, unequivocally good, uncompromisingly good, beyond a shadow of a doubt, good. No matter whatever anybody thinks of us, good with the divine imprint of God in each of us. Hallelujah. 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 That's who we are. That's how God sees us. And if we are the church, if we are, if we understand that about us, then we have to understand this. Our mission is to find the Cinderella's and the Cinderella in everybody. We can't just keep it to ourselves. How did we get here today? How did, how did we all get here today? You know how we got here? Jesus did the same thing. Jesus went around to find the Cinderella and, and Cinderella and everybody. It didn't matter to Jesus at all who that person looked like or anything. What, G what mattered to Jesus was bringing out in that person, in that woman that perhaps was, was uh, 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 judged by being an adulteress, and that man that was not of the Jewish faith, Jesus was about bringing out the God that was in every single person. And my friends, if we're going to be the church, that is our mission to do that as well. Amen? Amen. So what, why is that important? You know, that's, why that's important is because that's the moral of the story of Cinderella. Within that young woman who was maligned and abused and oppressed, and there was a capacity to be a princess. That's the story of David. 
within that runt of a shepherd boy whose father thought of, that he would be nothing more than a shepherd boy, there was the possibility of being a king. There is a movie whose line that I've always loved, and that comes from the movie The Imitation Game. If you know that movie, it's a story of Alan Turing, Turing, who was instrumental in developing the codes that helped the Allies defeat the Nazi forces in Germany in World War II, but he also lived under the condemnation of being gay in the 40s and the 30s. And, and the line from the movie says this, and I think this is what's at stake, because God's plan for humanity depended on Samuel finding David. And the line from the movie says this, sometimes the one who no one imagines much of can do the things no one imagines. Not only was the future of Israel at stake, the future of God's plan for humanity was at stake in finding the cinder fellow that was in David. And I want to submit to you this morning that no less than God's plan for humanity is at stake in us finding every Cinderella and every cinder fellow that we can find. Amen? Amen. There's a Cinderella in the next pew. There's a Cinderella in the next pew. Maybe you want to get to know them one day. There's a Cinderella in a homeless shelter right now. There's a Cinderella at one of these childhood detention centers that they have the nerve to call the father's house. I'm going to jump on that for a little bit and say there's a cinder queerella <laughs> in a queer teen that's being bullied by their classmates even as we speak. There's a cinder trangella <laughs> in a man who knows that God has made him a woman but but because he is so maligned and maybe doesn't have the resources, can't be who God calls him to be. God's vision of shalom, where everyone can live in peace and safety, a, a world where it's a just world for all, rests upon us, rests upon God's people, rests upon everybody to find the Cinderella, the Cinderfella, the king, the queen, anything in the queen and king continuum, anything other than a queen and a king, it rests on all of us to find the divine in all of us. Then, and only then, Will we have a world in which shalom is not just some distant fairy tale, but is reality here, now, 
May we live in such a way that we bring that closer so that everybody can live happily ever after the end. Good morning, Middle Church. Um, my name is Dennis Barton, and I'm here today to invite you to join the movement. Okay, so, but I want to give you a little backstory. I would like to start with, you know, when I was a young man, right, uh, my mom would send me off to church every Sunday morning and then to big church on Sunday, Sunday afternoon, right? Um, and she would make sure that my shoes were shined and that I had a clean handkerchief. Right? That was the mark of a gentleman back then. Um, she would also give me a, a quarter, right? With the instructions that I would put 15 cents in church and take 10 cents and use it for candy or a comic book after church. Now, my allowance was 50 cents a week, right? That quarter on Sunday was a bonus, all right? 75 cents was a lot of money in my house. I'm just saying, okay? Um, back then, I didn't question where that 50 cent went when I put it in the plate. I didn't question that. I just knew that on Monday afternoon after school, when I showed up at church, right, um, and the doors were open for cadet corps meeting, that me and my friends could march and drill and have fun, right, but also get homework help if we needed it. I also knew that when the, the deacons, the elders, and the lay people in church um, when they went out on to do mission, that my 15 cents had a piece of that. So that brings me to this. The church is not a building. The church is the people. And it's the people that help bring about the reign of God here on earth. We do that in many ways here at Middle. We do it when we volunteer to make butterfly meals, when we distribute them in the park. We do it when we march for social justice and sometimes get arrested. We do it when we sing in the choir and serve as ushers and greeters, welcoming all into our church, right? Welcoming all, no matter what race, color, creed, sexual orientation, or sexual identity. We do it when we volunteer to come fold newsletters and programs. We do it when we attend small group meetings and then volunteer to lead small group meetings. We do it when we give of ourselves and our treasure in our offerings. We invite you now, I invite you now, if you have not already done so, to join the movement. Joining the movement means you'll partake in some of these wonderful ways in which we try to bring God's reign out into the world. There'll be somebody up front here. Uh, in fact, Rebecca will be up front here after the benediction. I also want to remind you that we're only $35,000 
from our goal that we must reach by June 30th. So, as these baskets come around, I want you to dig and dig and dig. <laughs> Help us reach that goal so that we continue to do the work out into the world that will bring about the reign of God. God bless you and God thank you. a train coming don't need no baggage you just get on board all you need is faith to hear Jesus coming don't need no ticket you just pay the
Gracious God, Father, Mother, Creator, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for these gifts. May they be used to go out into the world and bring about your reign here on earth. Amen. Amen. For our last hymn, we're going to have uh, Robert sing the first line as a solo. You guys can hum along with us, and then we'll sing verses 1, 2, and 3 all together. new babies in the house. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, and for all of our children, and for all of us, and the child in each of us, here's my prayer. That we will always feel deeply located in the gaze of people who love us. That we will know that God judges us not by how we look, but by our heart. And they will extend that same kindness and love to one another. And look for the Cinderella, the Cinderella, all around us. And together, build the reign of God on earth. 
Freeman, thank you for that beautiful sermon. Thank you so much. So Freeman will be back there looking for a hug from you. God bless you and keep you. God make God's face to shine upon you. God lift up God's countenance upon you and give you peace now and always. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen.